Hey y'all, it's Bunny, and I'm here to talk to you about mental health free resources that we can do to incorporate into our everyday lives. But before I get into that, I want to get into the song of the day and advice for the day. Okay, so song of the day, The Veronica's, Untouched by the Veronica's. You may have heard of them, and this is an Australian twin sister pop duo you know they came out mid 2000 like they literally were compared to like Avril Lavigne Kelly Clarkson they were phenomenal they still are phenomenal because they still are a group they just changed their sounds over the town <laughs> over the town over the time of the their career so it's definitely something that um I think everyone would really like if you like Avril Lavigne if you like Kelly Clarkson I feel like their initial yeah, I feel like their initial album you'll definitely feel, especially the song, but Untouched by the Veronica's. Yeah, I love it. I've been streaming it. I stream it monthly just about because I always like forget about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Untouched. And it's like, yeah, like every time I think about it, it reminds me of the Bratz live action movie. And I don't know if it was part of their soundtrack or what, but when I think about that, I think about the Bratz live action. So yeah, definitely get into them advice of the day so for a lot of people it is really hard to really practice gratitude because everybody may have something going on whether it be like you hyperfixate or whether you are just anxiety prone but like it is so important to practice gratitude because it just helps you to be more most present as well as attracting more opportunities and uh just a lot of different abundance to you. And I've just really been seeing this. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just like, I'm able to finally be at a place where I'm grateful for a lot. And circa when I first graduated college, oh my gosh, I had so much self-induced pressure and things I wanted to do that I just put a timestamp on. And that's like just not the reality of life. So, yeah everybody I'm telling you like it is hard to get to that transition where you can be natural at practicing gratitude but that transition that is the hardest part once you get to that being a part of your everyday you'll see how easily it is for you to just be present or how easy it is for you to just honestly do what you love and yeah like I just wish that on y'all like really just get into how that would look for you Maybe look up, you know, some ways on Google or see how people do on TikTok or, you know, just whatever the case may be, whatever you need, you know, to really get a sense of what that looks like. Affirmations are one of the best ways to really, like, practice gratitude. But it can be through so many different things or even a prayer, even if you're like, you know, like, I want to just, you know, say thank you just for it being here. Um, Anything like it can literally be anything to practice gratitude and you'll see how just life kind of just opens up for you naturally so that's all I wanted to say and hope that everyone take it with heed because it's such a life changer and it really helps to just get out of that mindset of being just too in your head so yeah um but that honestly goes along with the episode for today so we're going to segue into the mental health 
for resources. So I'm pulling from a book that has helped me, and I'm never going to promote something where I just never interacted with. And, yeah, so this is Unfuck Your Brain by Dr. Faith G. Harper. She literally has helped me through so much because this book has a lot of different tangible resources that you can literally just see and a lot most of it is free and there's some that it's just like you know you would have to pay for the service but it's really good to have some sort of physical copy of okay like look I have some evidence-based research here that is proven to help people with their moods or proven to help people with mood disorder whatever the case may be so yes uh the title is unfuck your brain using science to get over anxiety depression anger freakouts and triggers so Dr. Faith Harper, she is literally very accessible, and I like how she made this so, um, just so easy for people to read and understand, and it's not even like, oh, like, you know, she doesn't, you know, explain any of her psych terms, whatever the case may be, or she, you know, but it's just like, this is something to help you. This is almost like a workbook, so if you definitely are going through something like I recommend her stuff because she also, like, these are, like, tiny books, and she's also published by Microcosm Publishing, and that's, like, a Pacific Northwest publisher, and they're very sustainable. They really look at um, what type of materials they use to publish, and they're um, very, they're just very into, like, making smaller books, making books accessible, but also making sure that it's not wasteful to the environment and the world around them. So, yeah, the books are a little bit tinier. Not to say, like, it's, like, a complete, like, I don't know if y'all seen, like, the little, little, tiny, mini designs. Not like that. But it is a tiny book compared to books everywhere else. And I found this book at Barnes & Noble. So, yeah, it's, you know, you can see it's not tiny, tiny, but it's just, like, you know, compared to other books, it's definitely smaller. But it's sustainable, and I just wanted to let that known but uh, Dr. Faith Harper is a licensed professional counselor and board supervisor in the state of Texas and she's experienced with individual family and group work in both community mental health settings and partial hospitalization programs she's also a certified sociologist and clinical nutritionist so she gets to a lot of different things and I just love how she um, really helps people because not only is this book accessible, like, this book was 15 bucks, and compared to other books, like, in Barnes & Nobles, you know, like, they tend to, you know, be about 30, <laughs> 25, unless you're having a good sale. Like, it's not something that is, um, it's not often that you'll find a book that's $15. Um, that's something that, you know, you will probably see when we were younger, um, but when it comes to a book, especially when it's not used, yeah, I think this is a good price. And also for the material at hand, it's definitely accessible. And also how she talks about it. She's not going super crazy with the psych terms. Mind you, I have a psych degree. I could understand her through and through. And she does explain things. So it's not like if she says something or a term you know she's not going to just say it and not explain it um so I think it's just super accessible in the way she words 
herself. And yeah. So her series, uh, she has like unfuck your intimacy, unfuck your anger, unfuck your brain, like I have right now. But let's get into it because I think it's definitely something that a lot of people will honestly relate to. So she talks about like our physical health and she talks about how we as a society, we tend to separate our health in terms of, oh, we have our physical health, we have our mental health, and we don't look at it as an intersectional feedback loop and how this all intersects, this all impacts one another, this all literally creates the environment that we're experiencing. So she talks about also that although she's literally in the clinical route, she's certified, certified counselor, she looks at like I guess I would say complementary and alternative therapies and that's like that's what's kind of known as like oh like this is you know ethnic uh practices things that people have done over the years in different cultural traditions that help them with their physical and mental health and she also looks at um um she also looks at the way that we approach medicine. So it's not just like this all, it's not just all, this is clinical, 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 clinical. No, it's also alternative medicine. She kind of creates like a hybrid method because she goes about it. Um, but she talks about, I'm going to talk about something that's like very, uh, I'm going to only really talk about anxiety and depression and things that we can help within that. She talks about the symptoms of anxiety and you know, excessive worry, rumination. Like, are you sitting here and you're always looking back and reflecting on situations and experiences you have with so much um, emphasis that you can't even move on in life? Um, rumination happens to a lot of different people who are also neurodivergent. Um, and also, if you are, you know, experienced a lot of trauma it really overlaps it really just depends on your personal experiences uh what runs in your family and that like in cases like what is predisposed to you genetically um so yeah I think that that's something that we all should look into and also irritability and anger and that's something that we've allowed culturally but we always see that in terms of um depression but that's also a symptom of anxiety um so she goes on to list irrational fears, stage fright, hyper, hyper self-awareness and self-consciousness, feelings of fear, a sense of helplessness, flashbacks, obsessive behaviors, pickiness or perfectionism, compulsive behavior, self-doubt, or a sense that you are just losing it or going crazy. Those are the thoughts and feelings that are attached to, um, that are attached to anxiety. Now, I say those losing it and quote-unquote going crazy very colloquially very loosely because I know that that's something that is just colloquially said but um physical body symptoms also tend to happen with you know you can't fall asleep at night you don't have a sense of uh, a sleeping schedule or just heavy muscle tension and that could be from neck um stomach <laughs> so that stomach digestive pain where you're just sitting here and you feel nauseous or you just feel like you're holding a knot in your stomach 
that is something that you hear about often, I feel like, with the media um, when it's associated with anxiety. Um, but racing heart also is a symptom of anxiety and feeling hot and cold and having just chills or fevers and just running through those temperatures unchecked. Like, not if you're, like, actually sick, but just this is just happening unchecked. Um, yeah, that happens a lot when it comes to anxiety as well as shortness of breath, weakness, sweating, chest pain, stomach pain. She goes on and on and on, and she talks about how these, there are a ton more symptoms, but these are, like, the most common, and I just want to address this because my last episode was about the mental health crisis that we're experiencing within the U.S. and how that is, like, uniquely within the U.S. and how we're, for some reason, higher than other high-income countries in terms of people being diagnosed or experiencing anxiety or depression. And it's just very interesting to see. I think that, you know, this can help us. But my own opinion, I think we have a lack of community in the U.S. I think a lot of these high-income countries, we prioritize individualism too much. And that's the problem. Like, we are social human beings. Like, we are not supposed to be on our own 24-7 or always thinking about ourselves 24-7. Like, we should be communal. And I'll talk about that more in a later episode about how we can get back into those spaces or how we can get back into a way where we cannot feel so alone and isolated. And I think that's something that is just so normalized within society that promotes money and being able to provide for yourself and everything is just so associated with you and only you. So if we think about this in terms of um, maybe looking at different living spaces or looking at different ways to live life, like everything doesn't have to be in like a nuclear setting, everything doesn't have to be something that is so uh, prioritized by society of what you've always known. Um, I think we need to really, really evaluate, like reevaluate that because we're seeing these unprecedented times and people are literally struggling. And there's always this, oh, we don't really know why and this lack of care, but we need to take it seriously. People's lives, people's lives. So yeah. Um, so going on, definitely check to see how you are in terms of your anxiety and she recommends uh, a formal way of self-checking is uh, the OASIS which stands for overall anxiety severity and impairment scale it's well backed by research and it's free to use and it was developed by the National Institute of Health so the NIH the OASIS um, literally just asks you questions on the frequency of your anxiety symptoms and how often that happens for you and what are they what's the severity of it you go through like a ranking system I think that that's something that people can definitely look at again this is a free way to self-check again I'm promoting free resources and this is the thing like this is not commonly known this is also something that's backed by the National Institute of Health Oasis can help you understand where you are at Um, A lot of times people just don't have the money or the health insurance to get a therapist or to get somewhere 
where they can uh, be in a better place because they don't know where to look. They don't know what is appropriate or what's actually the best for them. And I think like this is the best way to understand like, hey, like you need help, but also maybe you're a college student. Maybe your college campus's uh, health center isn't well equipped for uh, people with mental illness. Maybe you don't have insurance, whether you're not a college student. Maybe you literally just going through life and maybe you're just working and you're a bartender and you're working and you don't have health insurance that's really covered by your restaurant, by your bar. Like, this, these are important things. Like, mental health resources need to be accessible. And so I really do think that Oasis would definitely help you understand a bit more of where you're at and what you need for your future. Because if you don't understand where you're at, you don't understand what you will need per se. Um, you don't really, you don't really know where to go in terms of like direction and improvement. So, yeah. So they just really go on that and they give you um, a lot of resources within that, and you can look within Oasis and where you're placed. But um, she talks about how anxiety really just comes up from chronic stress um, how stress can be external coming from your environment coming from outside of you and how that stress can produce so much anxiety and other emotional responses that it's like a workflow process within us it creates such an imbalance and within our body so do not feel like you know oh like well, everyone's, I'm not trying to, I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, like, don't feel like this, but I'm also saying, like, don't get into the habit of feeling like you are helpless and get into the habit of feeling like something is wrong with you, quote unquote. Like, no. Like, people go through situations. I just don't understand um, how we've gone on so long without making this a focal point of our health. And, you know, it's so interesting, like, you think of, um, past generations when they start um talking about like what are you talking to like your grandparents you're talking to like an older family member you see how a lot of things just went unchecked you know they had these same situations they had a lot of things go on and they just went unchecked they just went on with life and they self-soothed in ways that maybe weren't healthy for you or maybe weren't healthy for the people around them um, self-soothe in ways that wasn't help- healthy for them in the end of the day and it's like because they didn't have that sensibility of knowing like what was going on and maybe they didn't even care because you know sometimes a lot of times like gender roles can play a part and men go through this as well and they'll sit there and just be like you know like I'm a man I'll tough this out like I'll, I'll, I'll do this it doesn't matter but in the end it makes for much worse symptoms for them and don't ever think like this is something that's like, oh, this is something or an experience that is just so, um, it's just so, what's the word? I'm trying to think, and I feel like my, my phrasing could be interpreted in different ways, but don't think like this is a situation where you can't have help or this is something that you aren't able to really help yourself in or you're just so different or you're so 
just all the way through it and going through so much that you're helpless, okay? I definitely want to be able to help people in everyone's severity and their symptoms. That ranges. That has a bunch of variability. And just, honestly, y'all, like, just try to take care of yourself. Do not think that because maybe you have severe anxiety that it's just hopeless. Like, you just, you're just wired that way. Like, you just won't have any positive breakthroughs because of how severe your anxiety or whatever you're going through is. Um, Yeah, I think when you play into that, you play into doom. You play into a lot of different things that just will not help you in the end will make you feel worse because you just kind of ruminate on that you just kind of sit on that like oh like it doesn't matter and you just shoot yourself down and I don't want y'all to feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and that's what I'm saying at the end of the day I just didn't know how to get that out of my mouth for some reason like just a couple seconds ago I could not get this out of my mouth so (laughs) so yeah um it's just interesting to see like this is not something that's just so new because People have gone through it for so many years. It just honestly went with it progressively getting worse. And we are finally at a place in society where we're able to talk about it uh, individually, communally, and we can get the resources we need. So, yeah, definitely do what's best for you. Do what's best for you. So she talks a lot about where it comes from. She breaks it down the science of different things, um, how... uh, anxiety can come about but it's very interesting she talks about self-training for learned optimism and it's in a way and how she explains it in a way of retraining your brain it's about learning how you learn um so this is credited mostly to martin siegelman i feel like i may have butchered his last name but he has credited a lot to this field of learned optimism. He studied, he studied, <laughs> started, he studied learned helplessness, and he also noted that there's an ability to learn optimism. So, I feel like learned helplessness is more commonly known because you see that a lot in media, and we talk about that a lot more. But learned optimism is a thing. We can really get into learning how do we learn. How do we study things? And we the same way we learn and study things, same way we can learn and study optimism. And that's the most natural for us. Mind you, that's very different for each person. So, um, there's just so many things. So, they talk about permanence, pervasiveness, and personalization. So, there's a lot of different things that go on and how permanence is a situation where a lot of positive people don't tend to ruminate they don't tend to dwell on bad events they tend to see them more as temporary setbacks temporary uh lessons um they tend to bounce back more quickly so when we don't look at dwelling on bad events we get stuck in that uh freeze mode If you acknowledge it all at once, and that's something that is really hard to get to that point, it's really hard to get to a point where you can just, okay, like, let's acknowledge it and see it for what it is and move on, but it's something worthwhile to learn to get to that point. So it's easier said than done, but it's definitely something that helps people 
believe that, you know, good things happen for reasons that are permanent, you know, and that there's sometimes things that happen that are just temporary, that are just because of life. If we view it more in a different way, it's all about changing our mindset. We can really help ourselves and move on. So pervasiveness. People who are happy tend to keep failure right in its own place. They see failure as one place as this is separate from me. This is away from me. This is, you know, something that happens occasionally, but not something that happens like, you know, this happened. Like, this is happening to me all the time. This only happens to me. They don't associate it within their identity. They don't make it a part of their being. But failures happen. Failures literally happen, and it's okay. Um, They tend to let the things that are good stick with them for the rest of their lives, and then they keep, you know, the bad, sucky things. They keep it at bay. They recognize it, and they move on. Because, like, you know, no one's story is going to be just a full-on success story with no failures. No. But a success story is a success story. You get what I'm saying? No one is calling it my failure story. But there's failures within those stories. So, yeah. And it's definitely definitely an indicator of how you're able to build resilience. And I think that's something that people can definitely um, look at. And I actually have another free resource. Uh, There's this app called Happify. Happify is literally research-backed and everything like y'all look at it I downloaded it um you can learn patience learn resilience learn different things everything is personalized to you and they'll show and explain to you how this relates or um what you're looking to gain and they do check-ins they'll either do like like I chose happiness check-in so um they'll do a happiness check-in if you you know consistently use the app if you're choosing, you know, let me learn resilience. They have little, like, brain games that are tailored to you, and they try to keep up your scores over time, and they change it a little bit differently because, like, there's a whole section of, like, resilient brain games, but you're going to have, like, a different type of game, and you're going to just have to, you know, keep up with your scores because that's what they do on the app, and then you'll see over time how you've learned. Definitely something that you should get into. Happify again, evidence-based research supported by a lot of different psychologists. They they created this app. Psychologists created this app. I wish they had like a better team for marketing because this is something that could help. And I think they did this in the effort and intention of noticing that we're in a mental health crisis. And they make such a free resource in terms of like if you need to learn positivity, if you need to learn patience, if you need to learn um uh what is it gratitude they also have that if you need to learn gratitude and their practices of uh gratitude is more through meditation if you need to learn just different things they have it all there it's just tailored to you it's tailored to your answers what you need there's a whole survey done when you get the app and you see like what you need and they just go off of like your mood they ask about your mood they ask about your age they ask about everything and it's truly interesting truly helpful because that's how I actually started meditating and I've had different specialists that uh, suggested meditating and just doing things and I think that you know, I don't know it's just like you're not just going to like hear oh meditate and then you're just gonna meditate I feel like it has to be within your environment somehow and you end up doing it because like no one's just gonna like 
here's some advice and they immediately do it. So I don't expect for y'all to, you know, I'm just going to immediately download Happify. I'm going to immediately go look at Unfuck Your Brain by Dr. Faith Harper. No, but to think back on it, you probably, something made you click this episode. You're probably going to have some sort of epiphany when you realize, like, no, you need a positive coping mechanism or you need something to help you on your day. And that's just the reality of it. You may think back to this and be like, you know what? I know of a resource or I know of something I can try out. And the best uh, meditation or ways to help yourself, guided meditation. I'm telling you, it was so hard for me to get, you know, into meditation until, like, I, like, really got into meditation through Happify. And then I started adding crystals, and then I started seeing stuff, and it was just, like, um, seeing, like, outcomes. And I was just really impressed by how I felt. And it's all when you become quiet and you become in tune to what passes you, whether that's your thoughts, whether that's how your body feels or how you emotionally feel. Like, really get in tune to how you feel. I think that that's something that, you know, everyone can learn. And that's definitely a step up because, like, I would not recommend anybody just, like, jump into, like, meditating with crystals. That's such a jump. That's such, like, that's not beginner, but beginner meditation, I feel like YouTube, guided meditation, whether you have, like, a stream playing and you're able to hear just a river and you're able to just like you know sit back and think and just lie on your back and just see what passes you what passes your thoughts um how you feel and yeah I think that's something that's really it's a good start so yeah let me get back to the book (laughs) so second on uh not second on third on they talk about personalization and how um they blame people who tend to be more positive blame bad events on bad circumstances rather than bad selfhood they don't take credit for that they take credit for their good circumstances like oh if you believe you're a good person these good positive circumstances you're going to relate them back to you you're not going to relate these negative situations back to you like oh like this is because of me because I'm no because I'm no we need to learn that and so they also have like a free resource of um the learned optimism test now I tried to look on this test and it took me to like a page error because I think this was created by someone who ended up taking it down I was really upset about that because it was like supported by Stanford um but um created by Stanford students so I think um just looking at maybe searching up just a learned optimism test it probably will not be the Stanford backed test (laughs) this is the that's the one that she actually uh put in her book but it happened to not be accessible but just make sure that you look up something and see how you learn I think that's the most important thing to see how you learn because however you learn try to apply that to your optimism and learn optimism the same way um that's the that's really the goal of it because if you can't get to that research-backed test at least you can kind of see where you're at and personalize your outcomes where you're like okay like well I can see from how I like try to really be aware of 
your patterns when it comes to answering the questions or when it comes to um, how you think, just reflect on it even when it comes to, uh, when you reflect on your circumstances. Like think back to how you've moved in the past and how you've moved in the past, whether that be like in school, whether that be uh, how you addressed a tough situation or how you addressed a situation of resilience. Um, just look back on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Think about think about it like a job interview. You know how they always like ask you about situational scenarios. Like, when was the last time you felt challenged, and when was the last time you you showed teamwork? Like, <laughs> think back to stuff like that, <laughs> and maybe that will help you understand and learn a bit more about your learned optimism because then you can apply those same techniques to your positivity. So yeah. I'd be talking, I really be talking so much, like, (laughs) and it's so funny to see, because I'm just like, you know, like, how did this, (laughs) how did I get to this point, but it's real of me, um, she also talks about, um, allopathic meds, and that's what I was trying to say earlier, why can I not talk, like, or conventional medicine, um, so, she always comes through with, like, okay, like, Yes, I'm a clinical counselor and I'm allopathic in that regard, but also she uses it in a hybrid model where she's also going to take into account people's background and different like complementary therapies. So allopathic is mainstream. So think mainstream medication, mainstream medicine, conventional medicine, so Western medicine. So that's something that, you know, if you feel like, okay, you need anxiety meds that's something that you should definitely take up with your therapist psychiatrist whatever the case may be but that's not the only way to help you within your anxiety i feel like that's something that you can use in conjunction with other things like never just you know depend on medicine try to also learn okay like how can i have better coping mechanisms like how can i do this um she also talks about uh naturopathic medicine i always feel like i pronounced that wrong um naturopathic y'all like you're gonna see me like butcher stuff like so badly i i pronounce things a little bit funnily don't know why but i just um really find it funny I, th- I think I should laugh at myself for that. Like, I laugh at myself when it comes to that. Because every time I get to that word, uh, the way my brain is like, ugh, like, I butcher it. But, um, yeah, so, I'm going to talk about more of the free resources. And I'm sorry if y'all hear, literally, me and this book, <laughs> the page is flipping and flopping. But it's real. Like, it's right here. You can understand that I'm not pulling from anywhere out of my ass like no this is i have the book <laughs> if you hear me flipping and flopping this pages so with this book she talks about safety and stabilization like look um like are you present right now are you able to receive sometimes when you're in such a state of like urgency and fight or flight you just aren't able to really um receive a lot of information whether that's help 
or that that's someone, you know, making matters worse for you. But it's just like, you know, you're just stuck. And she talks about being able to recognize, being able to reflect on a lot of things that really may not have helped us or we can just kind of realize, okay, like, this is what didn't help me. And that's how you kind of figure out your triggers. And there's also a trial and error aspect when it comes to that. Um, and sadly, that happens. Um, and it's annoying, but that's I think that's the most way to get, like, a personalized outcome to see, okay, what works for me? What does not work for me? Um, she talks about remembrance and mourning and being able to, like, realize uh, this is just my trauma narrative is the space that allowed me to process what happened or owning your story and owning the trauma as you remember it because it can be hard to remember it you know we store trauma in our bodies depending on like where you've experienced it but mostly generally in our hips so when you see people who like are doing yoga and they have like this big like emotional release and like they can cry or they will scream or it will be something like you know like a tremor through their body it's real and that could be also something that's you know whether you know you have a certain associated um, traumatic effect with a certain body part that can cause that same type of response and it's just really real to understand look we are people we are humans when it comes to our health our mental health it is not separate from our physical health and we've been taught within western medicine just in how like you know like you go to a doctor and it's like you know they help you with your symptoms but it's like you know you want to be able to address and pierce the veil and like know okay like what is going on what is the root of my problems you know so you can address the whole situation not just parts of the sub but she addresses that and talks about you know once you get out of that, remember, you can go and reconnect. A fancy way of saying, quote-unquote, by her, taking your life back. It means be able to understand this story in the entirety of your life and understanding that you can be able to wrap your head around everything and be able to move on healthily at your own pace and knowing, like, hey, like, things happen, like, Knowing your situation, knowing your outcome, you need to give yourself some patience, some grace. Like, it is okay. And just kind of reinsert yourself back into your everyday life or into a better life or a better sense of self so you can, like, have uh, just a more regulated wellness routine, whatever that case may be. Um, you know, because if you can't go back to your, like, your normalcy, and you need to create a better normalcy. That's fine. That's And it takes time. It takes strength. And for you even to be considering that and being in that contemplative stage, like, kudos to you. Kudos to everybody who's going through that because it takes a lot to be able to move on. It takes a lot of resilience. It takes a lot of understanding and self-grace. So she acknowledges that and she talks about how there's a lot of, can go into that and you know there's never going to be just a straight like you know one day you're fine from like a huge like traumatic episode and then the next day it's like you know it's back to normal it takes time she talks about that she also talks about mental grounding and how there's so many different techniques to keep yourself present and whether that's you know you need to make a list or you need to make um 
for you to use mantras or different things to help you. That's something that people can do to help themselves in their everyday. And um, it's something that people will use in terms of like, you know, play kind of games where they can like name all their favorite movies or name all their favorite books or something like that will help them to have a different kind of concentration. Help that, help you get back into yourself. How that help things that bring you comfort get back into yourself um so that's about physical grounding um i tried that recently and i found out that i'm allergic to st augustine grass but physical grounding you've always hear about like oh like you know just go out onto the earth and on grass barefoot and she talks about that here and i was just like you know like we've always known that you know you're always like you know you see kids running around barefoot all the time and it's just like you know something that as you get older it kind of is socialized out of you but it really helps us with being mindful of our breathing and being aware of the earth and things around us because sensory is since and having a like a sensory object or things that are soothing can really help us neuro neurologically so that we're able to really just have our senses be stimulated and to see that look hey it reminds you that you're here. <laughs> I think that's the best way. Another way um, that helps me, swimming. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think that really reminds me. If getting to a cold pool or getting into, like, just any type of body of water and it's just, like, I'm here. I'm here. Like, I'm alive, basically. Um, and she talks about how physical grounding really helps us because it's able to remind us that it's safe to be touched and it's safe to have these physical feelings and if touches um you know if it gets worse or you're trying to like you know learn out of touch aversion you know go to someone that you love or someone that you trust and give them a hug because it releases oxygen why can i not <laughs> she toasted why can i not pronounce things sometimes like but yeah it releases that feel good hormone that helps us for our heart and our immune system and it's important okay it's really important and these are the resources like look this is how we can like help ourselves be mindful and help our mental and physical health okay um she talks about soothing grounding and that's something that's also in terms of self-care and self-compassion and that's something that i notice a lot of people with anxiety um it's hard to give yourself that grace give yourself like Talk to yourself how you would talk to your younger self or how you would talk to maybe, um, like, your your parent. Oh, my gosh. Did y'all hear my stomach rumbling? <laughs> but talk to yourself. <laughs> that just threw me off. <laughs> but um, talk to yourself about how you would talk to maybe, like, younger version of your parents. Like, imagine that. Like, you know, I was going to say, like, talk to yourself how you talk to your younger sibling. But I feel like people talk to their younger sibling, like, it varies. It's like, oh, and then the next moment it's like y'all are fighting. But when you're thinking of people, like talk to them as if you're talking to like just a younger version of them. Like talk to yourself like that because you need that compassion as well. And it's okay to remember that you and yourself need to be right first before you get right with anybody else. And that's just like the reality of it. Like you can play different games of grounding and just either you know carry pictures of yourself when you're younger and like keep it in a safe spot where you can like feel safe and trustworthy and um 
it'll just remind you over the time that you are able and capable of taking care of yourself and moving forward and being in a better place. And there's not, you know, that's not going to be a situation where like healing isn't linear. It's like, you can't just, you know, go through something terrible and not have that come back. It's a cycle. Like it's able, it's there and it's able for you to just realize that you are capable you are here and you're present and that you've made it through so I think that's something that like helps people understand like you're not there's a way to talk to yourself there's a way to be for yourself and why not be a positive role model for yourself why not talk to yourself nicely and have some self-compassion and treat yourself in a way that you know maybe like you look at yourself and you look how like you talk to yourself like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a cool person. Like, you know, I like how I talk to myself. I like how I talk to my friends because I wouldn't want to be talked to in a way that is condescending or rude or doesn't show compassion. Like, talk to yourself like you're friends with yourself. Like, and it becomes easier as it, it's more common for you. As it's natural for you, it's so easy. So I think it's something that, just takes time so and if someone needs help with regrounding themselves or getting into better coping techniques it's um cool to just like you know like maybe you need to like drop some essential oils around you in your environment maybe you need to be barefoot all the time to like really get your feet feeling the textures and just having that type of like sensory experience um you notice someone having a panic attack or even knowing that like they'll get triggered through touch and everything you know um maybe um try to help them out just through your presence um before they're like you know of course not like when they're full on a panic attack but putting a little bit of pressure on the shoulders to realize like like you know someone's here you know if you're noticing that there's like a rise of panic um putting that little bit of pressure on the shoulders, like, okay, like, somebody's here, someone is here to help you get out of this, like, you aren't alone, someone's here with you, um, the best bet, I learned this through, um, school, actually, for panic attacks, something cold, now, this is, like, when you're going through it, um, something cold, like, maybe you need to hold some ice, maybe you need to hold some, um, ice in your hand or in your mouth and suck on it, or if you can at the time, um, Maybe holding it would be better or having something to shock your system, your nervous system, because it would just help kind of basically like it's like a restart button for your for your parasympathetic nervous system and being able to be like, hey, like I'm here. Get out of your anxious brain. Um, another way, because, you know, this really um, is relative to everybody. Um, something better. Maybe you need lemon. Maybe you need to be smelling like a slice of lemon um, or you need to put a slice of lemon over your teeth or something if you can't swallow at the moment. It's so real because some people, you know, like they'll mistake a panic attack for a heart attack and it's so hard to get out of that um, mindset. You need something to just shock you, something that's just so physical and something that just stimulates your, your sensory and your senses so well that you're able to just kind of go back to um, being present in your mind. Um, 
So yeah, whether that's like you're smelling lemon or smelling something bitter or smelling something or tasting it, that helps. Now, or something astringent, bitter or astringent, that will help. Um, that's what I learned in uh, one of my psych pathology classes. And I was just like, you know what, I'll try it. The bitter, I never tried like um, stimulating like the bitter sense. I've tried the ice. Ice works for me, okay? Like that works wonders for me. That'll stop me right in my tracks. Um, but everyone's different. Maybe one will work for you. Maybe both will work for you. Maybe none will work for you. But it's definitely something that, you know, can kind of help you get out of that, um, situation at the time. But yeah, I definitely will be quoting more from this book. I just do not want to be going on for so long. I think that this is something, especially with like grad season coming up, um, this can help people with understanding mindfulness. And I'll be quoting a little bit more from um, this book, I'll just kind of give more resources again. So that's Unfuck Your Brain by Dr. Faith G. Harper, licensed counselor, psychologist, clinical nutritionist, as well as um, she just offers a lot of different things. Remember, Oasis is the survey that you can take for a free formal self-anxiety uh, check, and that's promoted and sponsored by, uh, not promoted, but it's backed by National Institute of Health. Um, as well as understanding um, to ground yourself. If you can look up like little like things again, like Dr. Faith Harper, like she, I think she has a little bit of these tidbits out there. Um, look into that. Look into that. Um, and really just understand like you are not alone. Grad season is upon us. And oh my gosh, my stomach, y'all. I'm so sorry that it's rumbling so loud. <laughs> oh my gosh. But grad season is upon us, and honestly, whether you're graduating from high school, whether you're graduating from college, there's a lot of anxiety and pressure, whether internally or externally, and just know that you are fully capable of doing what you love, and it's hard to get there, but it's totally accessible. It's totally accessible as long as we come up with a way to help each other out, you know, really reach out for community. I think the best way to really, like, get out there through community asking people like you know like your aunts or your uncles okay like are there any job openings are there any things that you know that can just get you on your feet and sometimes that really takes like just initiative and knowing okay like I'm gonna have to be doing a job that I just don't want to be doing right now but it's gonna help me at least pay for the type of role that I'm looking for or it's gonna help me pay for what I'm doing on my own my own project you know and it's just like there's we can use things as a means to an end and we can just help each other out. And whether or not, like, you're just, you know, you're on your own and you immediately have to live on your own or you're with your parents, like, it does not matter, y'all. Like, we're in a hyperinflation. We're in a recession. Just keep looking forward to doing what you love to do and being present in the moment by practicing gratitude. And that will help you see your opportunities into fruition um my gosh i am about to go because my stomach is doing a lot on this mic y'all okay but i love y'all hope that um these tips and resources again are helpful and beneficial for you and bunny is out